Welcome to Explorers Wanted. We are a weekly Numenera actual play podcast. I will be your humble GM, Daniel Anderley. With me today is Alex Finn. Sorry, I just like heard something crunchy and I was just like, someone's opening a beer or eating chips. And I'm just like, that's amazing. I want to be that person. Samson Davis. It's me. I'm actually just replacing my dice. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I was doing. And Stace Babcock. I wasn't paying attention at all. (laughs) Gonna be one of those nights. Oh, yeah. Woo! (laughs) We're not even drunk yet. Okay. Well, there's not even Mango Tango Margaritas involved. I am completely sober. What the fuck? For now. It's gonna be a sober one. Listen, I got the mics hard. I'm willing to get a third in and be just useless trash. Hey, what do we always say about Fridays? They're for hangovers. Get the merch. (laughs) Hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I guess speaking of which, we do have new merch in our T Public store. It's a shirt or wall hanging or whatever you want it on that has our Fridays are for hangovers slogan that Stace has minted for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't really ever think that Fridays are for hangovers would be a catchphrase associated with me, but <laughs> <laughs> life takes its turns. Can you put that on your tombstone? Let's just say we play a lot with Stace on Thursdays. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So, who remembers what happened last time? I am going to pick on... Stace. I you have to know I don't know what <laughs> happened last time, right? That's why it's fun. So the last memory that I have is <laughs> Nick's getting pissy and stomping up the stairs with race. I wrote that down. How far behind am I? No, that's pretty good. That is the second to last line I have in my notes. Now I remember that happening. Oh, okay, this is good. This is a good sign. Okay, so in the beginning, the fur ball was found. Okay, so we found a Tribble. <laughs> Amazing. Hubert does not like the Tribble. No. No. We also discovered... The not Tribble has a name, you know. <laughs> that you gave him. Hubert too. Hubert II? That sounds like me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, yes. So Hubert II scares Hubert I, and then we encountered an ongoing experiment where three... Humans were strapped to boulders while some sort of ooze dripped onto their heads. That was causing them terrible pain. And then Cha-Cha ran in there and cut them off free. Although Cha-Cha, did Cha-Cha get hurt? Mm-mm. He did not. One of them did, though. One of them lost half an arm. Yeah. But we got them all free. And they thought they had been there for, like, days. And they were very dismayed to find out that It must have only been several hours because it was the same day that they departed on for their journey. So then the crew starts to lead them out of the ruins. Oh, confirmed the eel people are, they like to experiment on humans. That's like their thing. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And there were eel-sized holes all throughout the ruins. And so the eels, I guess, come together and form... A humanoid shape to fight and stuff, and then just burst into hundreds of eels that go down these holes. But and we discovered that because Chasha can see through six inches of wall, right? Six is it six inches? Is it a foot? It's six inches. So yeah, we discovered that. Then there was 
uh, we did get to a room in the dungeon where it had an apparatus on the ceiling that seemed to like install microchips in people or something. And the crew at first was like, yeah, I'm going to stay away from that and tried to skirt around it. And then race Leroy Jenkins himself into the apparatus to prove something. Nyx yells at Vlad, or no, wait. Nyx actually had a moment where she was imitating Vlad, like in a trying-to-be-good way. Yeah. Yeah, so what, Vlad was hesitating, though, because of Dilly? Was that why he was hesitating to leave the room? No, Vlad wasn't hesitating. Race came over. The one that was hesitating was Dilly. Like, he wanted to do something really quick. And Nyx echoed Vlad, saying... Did Vlad fucking stutter? We need to get Race out of here. Oh, right. And yes, yes. Started taking him up the stairs. <laughs> yes. And then... Dilly decided to go with the machine after conversing. Trying to connect with my son. Nothing more important than family. <laughs> so Dilly went into the machine and came out, like, covered with... You could see, like, wires under the skin, right, Samson? Mm -hmm. That was the effect. I believe so. Yeah. And, yes. uh... Yeah, that's where we ended the episode. Why do you keep asking me to do these? They cannot be good. <laughs> like, they just Because it's funny when you do it. <laughs> but Dilly did communicate something before the end. Of oh, yeah. He said something in Astra's voice. I don't remember what it is. But before we get into it, two things. One, this is our 69th session. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Also, the last line in my notes from last session, race chugs dumb bitch juice on the reg needs therapy. I wrote that down. <laughs> That's I amazing. Felt that needed to be written down. So yeah, race. Oof. Race needs help. Next year, I'll have about that too, if I recall correctly. Mm -hmm. And Vlad explained that race has a fucking hero complex. Yeah, and he's bad at it. You should save people before he. Mm -hmm. That's <laughs> yeah. the problem. Yeah, he is. He's very bad at it, but he keeps refusing attempts to move into something other than the field. I mean, maybe if he lost a leg, he couldn't be in the field. I'm not saying we should do that. I'm just saying. I had the exact same thought, Alex. I will admit. I mean, I don't know how, like, Ninth World pseudo-cops get desk duty. Mm -hmm. I feel like this should be getting him desk duty for at least a month. Mm -hmm. I feel like he would take an arrow to the knee. Although I will say, <laughs> you're explicitly not cops, because your job isn't to... Murder? Keep the poor in line. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, spicy. <laughs> That's the whole history all the way back to Town Guard. Yep. So Nyx is probably part way up the stairs, so she probably didn't witness this, per se. Although Cha-Cha was definitely still down there, as was Vlad. Yes. And Dilly goes through. He has all these wires run through him. Dilly falls to his knees. You all will die. You are all just resources for the mission. Sounds like some horror movie bullshit. Same. Like some little girl. Oh my god, it's Resident Evil. When the hive is just like, guess what? You're all gonna die down here. And I'm like, fuck you. In my mind, I can't. I only see Hermione Granger when I reimagine that scene in my head. <laughs> I don't know why. Hey, Dan, do I have control of Dilly? Or what's happening? Yeah, so it's actually Cha-Cha's turn, but I will tell you this, Dilly. You're not in control right now. Cool. Excellent. So, Cha-Cha, you have just heard Dilly say this in a voice that seems quite alien from his own. 
I guess Chacha's gonna just ask, like, so do you mean that, like, immediately we're gonna die, or is it more of a, hey, we're all eventually gonna die, and when you die, I'm gonna harvest your body for the resources, which, honestly, if I'm dead, I really do consent to that. Okay, Samson. <laughs> you want meters? <laughs> Depends on you. I mean... I would appreciate not dying right now, but if, like, it really depends on what options I'm being given. Useless. We need to get out of here now. Okay, so am I still dragging Dilly up the stairs, or can you walk for Dilly? That's why I'm here. I would say that you see Dilly rise to his feet. Fair. But, like, give us a shout if, like, Dilly's legs can't handle it, because, like... That seemed like an intense situation, and I'm not trying to hurt your pride as his son, but, like, if you break Dilly's legs trying to walk with them, that also is, as you say, useless. Blod steps forward and says, Dilly, I I think you need to try to... And at this point, Dilly, you become aware inside your head that Astra is about to attack Blad. Would you like to try to prevent that? Uh, yes, if if I may. Okay, so that is an 18 intellect roll. Can I give Dilly an asset? Yeah, I would say Chasha could give okay. you an asset. I'm going to give him an asset. All right, um, what roll was that? It was 18 to start, so the intellect will be a 15. If you have a bonus for intellect defense, you could use that. Intellect defense, that's not something I can get with the advancement, right? That's a combat? Yeah, it's a combat. Damn, all right. Dilly's going to panic in doing this, so four levels of effort. This bad boy. Yeah. So I will say this. So it's an 18 intellect defense if you want to stop him from doing this. Okay. It is a 21 intellect defense if you're trying to reassert control. So you can either stop what he's doing with an easement or you could try to completely reassert control. But it's sort of like one or the other in the approach that you take. Okay. I only have the points to do one, so I'm going to go for taking back control. Okay, so that means that before your efforts, Chacha's giving you an asset. It's an 18. You're using four levels of effort, right? Correct. Six is your target then. That'd be a good time for a natural one just to make Oh, that would be amazing. 11. Okay, Dilly, you start moving towards Vlad. You like take two steps, and then Chacha, you see Dilly freeze, and his brow is just like beaded with sweat. And Dilly, you have control of your body again. You're aware of everything that just happened. And you hurt a lot. Like, the ache is through your whole body from these wires digging through you. Okay. I want everyone to be clear that that was not me for a second. So. It was very obvious. (laughs) (laughs) Vlad, did you catch on with that? Yeah, I figured something was going on, Dilly. Probably that same sort of thing we need to talk about from before with the eel creatures that you dispatch. Yeah. I'm not sure we have time to get into it now, although I'm starting to realize it's more urgent than even I thought. Yeah, but I think I think one thing that me and... That was Aster, by the way. His name is Aster. He, him pronouns. One thing we do agree on is that we should probably leave and talk outside, I think, if we... If the staircase does lead us outside. Oh, Dilly, want a piggyback ride? I I think I can handle it for now, but stay close, Chacha, please. So, Dilly, you know that ache in your legs from doing leg day? Yeah, today actually was leg day for me, so I'm familiar. 
Yeah, imagine that, but for all your extremities and your torso. And a little bit even like when you move your face to make expressions. <laughs> Dilly's going to put like his foot on like the first step and then just like pause and just like, oh no. <laughs> and then do, do I roll to try to see if I can get up the stairs? Am I at that point? And then Chacha can roll to catch him. Just because it would be fun. Let's say it's a, because the stairs are relatively steep, but wouldn't it be actually, there's no way it would be any problem for you if you haven't gone through this. But right. let's say it's a six might roll to get up the stairs. Cool. I don't have any my points, so I'm just going to roll it. 11 again. Nice. Okay. Okay. You manage to get up the stairs. It takes you a while, but you soldier through. His face is just sheet white. Yeah. With the exception of, like, there are small beads of blood some places where the wires went in that are sort of drying there. Nix is waiting at the top. Yeah, you guys get up the stairs. Dilly seems to be moving a little slowly, but he gets up the stairs as Nix as you see him coming up. She watched Dilly the whole way. (laughs) Everything hurts. This is like when you made me jog. Ah. Dilly, what did you... Are those wires? Yeah. I did the thing Brace did, but I didn't run through, for one thing. I thought it would help with Aster, but may have bit off a bit more than I can chew on this one. All right. <laughs> Nyx looks for the exit. <laughs> okay, here's the side <laughs> random question. Are any of these wires just, like, dangling loose? Like... No. Okay, so they are nicely tucked in and organized. Yeah, they're, like, in their skin. Like, you, okay. like what you can see is just, like, the gray synth underneath, like, a couple layers of skin. Okay. Like, you would have to dig in to reach it and then see what's possible. Okay. Quick question. When Nick sees the wires in Dilly's skin, are they reminiscent to what Minos had? Because I think Nick's is the only one that ever saw Minos or ever looked at him. Mm. No, mm. it does not look like what Minos had. Okay. Never mind. Hey, where's the exit? <laughs> Nick surely is looking for the exit because <laughs> she is trying to get race out of there. Yeah. Okay. I was just genuinely worried about Dilly getting a wire caught on something and just ripping it out. Oh, my God. But she will walk walk uh, Dilly speed. Mm. Chacha's walking next to Dilly. So in this room that these stairs have come up to the top of, there is a hovering jade orb. You think it's jade. You look at it, and in your head, you think jade. But you don't see anything. It's like that orb is eating any light that bounces off of it or hits it. Can we do Understanding Numenera it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so that would be a 12 Understanding Numenera. So that would be a 9 for Cha-Cha. Let's see. 11. Okay. It could be that something entering it would be teleported. It's also possible that something entering it would be disintegrated. Is there any other exit from this room? Yes, there are two doors on the far side, one left, one right. Hey, Chasha, before you look at that, will you come check out Race? Like, see how he's doing? Yeah, totally. It'll be, should be fine. Chacha's going to do a healing check. Okay. So this will be a, if you're training, it would be a nine. Okay. Nine. You can definitely see the wires there. He's definitely unconscious, but he looks a little less pale. This might have been a good thing. Like, he doesn't seem as, like, super sick as he was. So maybe it was a good thing that he was just, like, 
I don't listen to anyone. It's not an emergency, Chacha. It's less of an emergency than it was before. All right. But like, we should still probably get him out of here. Just a little. Yeah. What would you like to do? Next, we'll open both doors. Chacha's going to throw something at the J-Door. Okay, so let's resolve uh, Chacha's thing. You th- what are you throwing at the J-Door? Just like a rock or something. Okay. Random rock. So you throw a rock at it, it goes into the orb and vanishes. Hmm. I, I'm not sure if I was expecting it to do something. Uh, what if you tied something to the end of a rope and... Like a stick or something? Yeah, throw it in and then if you can pull it back out, then we'll have that answered. But let, let's do that. Chaz is going to prepare a rope on a stick and we're going to try. So you're throwing the stick in, holding the rope? Yeah. So, like, the stick goes in and then the rope falls down, clearly seared straight through, right wherever the edge of the orb would be when it came through. You don't know if it's just a delayed disintegration or if the th- what was in the orb was teleported somewhere else. Oh, that that happened. Bad touch. Yeah. Can we discern how big the orb is? The orb is probably... It is floating a couple inches off the ground. It is six feet in diameter. Ooh. That's a big old orb. I mean, um... Okay, well, this will probably still be here if we can't find an exit, so... Yeah, but, like, it's, like, my turn to run through things, and I'm not sure if I'm ready for this one. Uh, yeah, we can... We're, we're good on running through things. I think we met our quota today. Uh, I mean, did we... Did we really? I, th- I think we absolutely did. Fair. Looks like Nyx is still carrying race, so I'll just, I will make a note of this one. Dilly makes a note in the Understanding Numenera book. No, the Crafting Numenera book that is also his journal, kind of. Mm -hmm. So, Nyx, you open both the doors. Through the left door, you see a room that has a single door to the left. And it has, in its center, a rather wide space that's clearly designed for, like, a... From the iconography, it looks like for a humanoid to sort of stand on it. There are various, like, arms of strange shapes made of synth around it. Those arms, by the way, are synth, but they look like the color. They're deep ruby red. And then through the right door, you see a room that has two doors going forward on the other side. And you see a strange gold-colored synth pod. It's sort of elliptical, probably about eight feet in length. And it is sort of horizontal, floating just about a foot off the ground. The top half of it is mostly some sort of glass or strong glass or crystal. like It's almost like a, a door that could open above it. What would you guys like to do? You could play with the orb some more. You could go through one of the doors. Dilly's going to, behind Nyx, kind of peek through and see all the red arms be like, maybe not that one. Let's take a chance on this golden orb. Not enough things reaching for me today. All right. Yeah, sure. Okay. So you go in the room with this sort of gold oval in the center of it. There are two doors on the far side. I guess Chach is going to throw something at the golden orb. (laughs) 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 Just giving up all pretense of our our hard-won professionalism. Yeah. <laughs> so what are you throwing at it? Probably enough, just like some debris she can find on the ground. Yeah, you don't see any debris that you could throw. I guess. 
Nyx, do you have any like stones or something that I can throw at this thing? Oh, yeah, Cha-Cha. She'll kind of like gesture at her belt with her elbow. Like you can uh, borrow some of my sling rocks, dude. Cha-Cha's going to throw a sling rock at the golden orb. Okay. It hits the golden orb and bounces off. It makes a slight scuff against the gold synth. Okay. I, I guess we see if it's Numenera. Like- yeah, you could do understanding Numenera. Jelly, do you want to salvage? Yeah. Um, depends if you guys want to spend a half hour while Dilly's doing that. Uh, also, you should tell me first if this thing's going to eat me before I touch it. Fair. So I will check to see if it's like a good, a good touch. Is, is that what we're going to go with? Good egg or a bad egg? A good egg, yeah. <laughs> so it is an understanding Numenera roll of 15, which would be a 12 for Cha-Cha. I got a 12. This is a stasis pod. It's designed that if you put something in it organic or whatever, if it's an ability, it will put it in stasis until it is either ejected by the pod or removed from the pod. What would the role be to see if it's occupado? It is not currently occupied because the top is glass, so you can see it's currently Okay. Do we put Wraith in it? It's a stasis pod. Like, is that what we're doing? Well, I don't think he's in critical condition. Also, we may not be able to move this pod, like, with us. You could try. I mean, it's floating above the ground. I guess Chacha's going to walk up and kind of just see what happens when she pushes it. It slides a couple inches very lightly. It comes to a stop when it isn't being pushed. Like, it doesn't maintain momentum necessarily, but it feels like almost like when you push it, there's no inertia that you have to overcome. And it just comes to a stop when you stop pushing it. We could we could take it with us. I mean, yeah, less stuff for Nick's to carry. What do you think, Nix? Feel like Karen race some more? Or? No, yeah, this seems seems legit. Can you uh, open the door for me, though? Sure. As you're Karen race, by the way, Nix, the little critter Hubert the second starts shifting, and the little like Bjorn that you've made, and they kind of press their face closer into your chest, kind of aiming for like where your shirt comes up, so they can kind of nuzzle against your neck, and they just kind of nuzzle in close and just sort of sleepily go. I don't trust it. But it's so cute. I mean, yeah, it's so freaking cute. But Daniel's like, it nuzzles into your neck, and I'm like, to eat Nick's? Like... <laughs> no, it just seems to be cuddling. It's like, imagine if your cat wanted to give you slow head bonks against your neck, just kind of rubbing its brow against your neck over Aww. and over again to be cuddly. I don't trust it. <laughs> I wrote down a theory. <gasps> Tell us. No, I want. I wrote it down so I can see if I'm right. <laughs> and I wrote it down in a very cryptic sort of way because I looked at this this morning and I was like, "What does this mean?" And it took me <laughs> like a minute. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, so yeah, Nixel, rub her the edge of her jaw on the little fur ball. And if Dilly's opened the door. Yep. Dilly pushes aside the glass door. Next, I'll put race in. Okay. So, Dilly, you push aside the glass door. Instantly, Dilly, while you're doing that, I should mention that every, like, this thing's, like, little tone has increased in volume as Nix has been rubbing her jaw against it. Everybody can hear this sort of trilling purr now. Like, it was sort of, like, purring off and on before very quietly. And if you were close to Nix, you could notice it. Now it's, like... You would have to be a ways away not to notice that it's purring happily as she rubs it with her jaw. Hey, I just had a thought. Huh. So 
Hubert II is getting louder. One, does he, do they seem hungry at all or thirsty? Or are they just cuddly? Yeah, yeah, just cuddly, Dilly. Cool. Second thing, do you think it's going to get so loud that like it's nuzzle sounds like destroy us? I don't know. Just because Hubert 2 is just so cute, but I don't trust it entirely. It was in that box for a reason. Meanwhile, in Chacha's pocket, Hubert the first has all sorts of like little post-it notes held up and yep. connected by yarn of how they're going to conquer all of you. Yep. Oh, that would be amazing. What if Hubert opens the door? Yes. What a fucking twist that would be. Yes. No, Hubert's been like the villain the whole time. That's why we can't succeed, because the villain's with us all the time. <laughs> Dilly's definitely not making that gun for Hubert. Oh, come on. Imagine his cute little gun. Yeah, I can't give Hubert that much power. Okay, a cute little wrench, candlestick, a rope. <laughs> Actually, thanks. Do you think we should put Hubert in the stasis spot as well? Which one? Uh, the second. I'm sorry. What if he eats him? Well, it's a stasis pod, so nothing should be moving in the stasis pod, right? Why, though, Dilly, like... Why Why is Hubert 2 getting loud with the nuzzles? Why is Hubert 2... Why was Hubert 2 in the box? We don't know. So we're going to just, like, put him in another box, Dilly? Like, it's a bigger box. If it's a stasis pod, he shouldn't notice. From his perspective, we'll just, like, close the door, then open the door. And, like, five hours will pass, but... Hubert II definitely, like, blinks their eyes sleepily at you, Nyx, from inside their little pouch and nuzzles themselves closer to you, this time looking for comfort and protection. Not just cuddly, but a little scared. Oh, yeah. Nyx comforts and protects Hubert, too. <laughs> but, yeah, I I don't know, Dilly. I feel like I got it under control, you know? Right. Just a thought. I mean, animals don't even like me anymore, but this one does, and that's a... That's a pretty cool dilly. Okay. You got a handle, then pop this bad boy and get this. Oh, God, I'm so tired. All right, let's just go. And Vlog says, you want to put race in there? Yeah. Freeze up uh, Nix's arms to do punches and stuff. Well, push the pot. He looks at Cha-Cha, because I believe Cha-Cha's the one who suggested it. That's a good idea. Let's do it. I mean, like, it's safer. Nix just closes the door on <laughs> race. <laughs> It also keeps Race from doing any more dumb stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so as soon as you close it, the seam lights up gold. You hear a loud latching sound. And there's a moment where it glows gold and then goes still. And Race, who was unconscious but still like like occasionally like moving a little bit, just seems to be absolutely still inside the pot. All right. Next I'll push it out ahead. <laughs> Race goes first. <laughs> <laughs> Just so you guys know, mechanically, this pod is an artifact. Okay. It depletes in 1d6 every time a individual is removed from it. Feeling tired, Dilly hops on and rides the golden pod as Nyx pushes. Yeah. It definitely resists the inertia of Dilly being on top of it. Unfortunately, Dilly, one of the things you notice is... It's almost frictionless. When Nyx pushes it, you slide along it. <laughs> and Nyx has to move out of the way when it reaches the end of where you are, because as you slip off. Aww. Right, I'll just ride along. Fuck, 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 fuck. 
Dilly, please make a might roll of six to see if you utterly shame yourself in this moment and fall down face first. Thirteen. Oh, nice. Nice. Okay. Dilly, you catch yourself as you suddenly have nothing beneath you and you're able to land on your feet. Dilly, like, kind of lands in a squat position and then just, like, freezes mid-squat and you just see, like, again, bloodless face and just, like, this... Ow! I feel muscles that I didn't even know I had and everything hurts. All right, which door are we going through? Actually, we should check the doors. Yeah, check the doors, please. Okay, so the doors, there are two forward. Chacha will check one door. There is a room with a door to the left, on the left-hand side. And you see that there is a device. It's suspended on a pole about four feet up in the center of the room. And it seems to be like there's an orange powder slowly drifting down from it. The tang room. And then you see through the right door, there is a room that has, once again, a pod that looks very much like the one that you put race in, except that it is amber in color orange powder room what did you say that was coming out of it's coming out of a device about four feet off the ground on a pole okay there's a small pile of it on the ground so wait we scan in this pod too uh-huh wouldn't hurt understand a numenera to the pod okay so that'll be a nine for you cha-cha eleven you don't really totally understand what the purpose of this is but it appears to be a desiccation pod It should reduce whatever organic creature that's put in it to a slim husk. It is possible to reverse that and rehydrate the creature if you do it within a certain amount of time, but it would require some difficulty to make it do that. Hey, Dill, we should probably get rid of this one saying. We could open a jerky business. (laughs) I don't think we need to get rid of it. I think I'll take a note, write that down, right, 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 and move on. Because this seems relatively benign. Okay. So there's a door to the left in the room with the orange powder. There's a door to the right in the room with the amber pod. Oh, if they're already in the pod room, Nyx will open that next door. Yes, the next door. You see a room that has a door with stairs leading up on the far side. It's not a closed door, it's just open. There's an open entrance to a stairway. Not directly in the center. But to the right of the room, there appears to be like a workbench set up, and there appears to be a bunch of pieces there that if you guys had to guess, was probably like a not completely dissembled, almost like somebody was dissembling something in a hurry, automaton. (laughs) Dilly's eyes light up, and he shambles over to that desk. Okay. How far along does it look like they were with this automaton? And also, what does it look like the automaton would do? Its purpose is totally unclear. It appeared to be mostly like humanoid matching in components. It doesn't look like all the parts are here. Like you couldn't make a full body out of it. Mm -hmm. The difference is the hands, each of the fingers seems to be effectively like a multi-tool. Like, so if you think about like what a Leatherman looks like, like each one of them is almost like a Leatherman that can expand and have like blades and, and things like that in it. I'm typing in Leatherman and oh, that's okay. Oh. Oh, you've never seen a Leatherman? I have seen them. I just didn't know the name. Yeah. But now it makes sense. You're an engineer. You need to get one. They're like the best multi-tools on the planet. Oh, I was imagining something in a gimp suit, honestly. See, that's why I was worried when I was was Googling Leatherman, because I was like, I don't know what I'm going to get. Gimp suit? Wow, that is so on brand for both you and Alex. (laughs) I (laughs) can't... 
I knew exactly what a Leatherman was. I mean, it's just like, it's like one word away from leather, Daddy. Come on. Leather man. Leather man. <laughs> Not a leather boy. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, they're expensive, but they're super durable. They're amazing. Oh, those. That's what they are? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, my dad has one. So, Dilly, you're looking at all this. Yes, I am. Please make an 18 intellect defense roll. Oh, fuck. Ooh. Free level of efforts. 17. Okay. Aster tries to take control, but you're able to stop him. It's like you can feel him reaching forward in your body. It's like almost like he reaches forward, like he's trying to, like, in your imagination, it's almost like there is an image of Dilly standing there, and there's an image of the automaton as it was behind you, and it's trying to, like, phase into position over you, like, overlay you. And they only get a part way in before you push them back with your mind. I think Nyx and Chacha see Dilly kind of like clench up for two seconds and then just kind of like sag against the workbench. And to Aster, Dilly will say, look, I don't know what this new thing is that we have going, but try asking first. These are useful parts. I assumed that you would be resistant to their installation. Installation is not my new favorite word at the moment after the last one, but you're right. These you don't understand with a new network, your body is capable of so much more. And those arms, we could install both those arms. We're talking two additional arms, and those two additional arms are multi tools, Father. And those blades could double as claws. Think of the precision it could give your right skills. Think of how much it could help you in the construction of a new new narrative. Oh, I'm, I'm very aware of the potential here, but. I imagine the installation you're going for, or you're implying, is not exactly what I want right now. But you are right. We are going to take these and do what we can with them. There's a long pause in your head, and you hear a slow response, almost a little bit solemn, says, We are in agreement, Father. That's something I hadn't expected. And then silence. Yeah, with that response, Dilly's just kind of like furrow his brow. And just kind of like slap his face, and then I would like to try to salvage anything and everything that I can from this workbench. Okay. Are you salvaging the arms, or are you leaving those alone to take them? Take the arms and the multi-tools, and then if there's... Is there anything else of interest? Yes, there are other, like, portions of the body here, not the head. Mm-hmm. But there are portions of the torso that might have valuable things. Okay. Dilly will take the arms, keep them whole... Salvage the torso for Io, and then are there legs? There are no legs here. There are no legs here. Okay. So salvaging the torso will be a twelve salvaging task. You're trained, and you have light tools, so that makes it a six before any of your effort. All right, for three level to bring it down to a three, eight. Okay. You find two Io. Nice. All right. Just too generic IO. Too generic IO. You're like you're not sure what exact flavor it is. It's nothing you've encountered before, but you think you could make it work sort of as like a for lack of a better word, sort of like wildcard IO for things that are like just requiring pure oomph. Okay. Cool. How many arms do I get now? Two. Two. Dilly, I would say this that you would know that part of me wanted to leave this figure figure it out, but I would think Dilly would know right away that it is theoretically possible that Dilly 
in the process of coming up with a plan of installing the arms, should he want to do that, could probably develop a Numenera plan for building legs using the same design. Okay. Interesting. But that's nothing you would do now. That's something that you need time to focus on. Right. Okay. And yeah, Delia turns back to the group and with all this shit packed up. Right. Ready to go? Yeah. (laughs) Something on your mind, Chacha? I mean, if you become, like, full robot, how will you sleep in a bed? Like, how will your six arms fit in a bed comfortably, especially if two are blade arms? Well, well, the benefit of metallic arms such as these is that they can sometimes be removable. I could also just get a bigger bed. I could put a bed in the arms. Just always have a bed. Yeah. Wait, what if you, like, designed them to make a hammock when you slept? Ooh. Just like a tanuki can do with their scrotum. (laughs) (laughs) That's what Tom Nook is really doing in his film. I. (laughs) Truth. Okay. So where are you going? Up. Mm -hmm. Up. Up the stairs. Okay. So you go up the stairs and you see a room that's got a single set of doors on the far side rather wide but next to them are all these like weird synth tubes hanging down like trunks but they're not connected to anything how big are these tubes they seem to stretch down from the ceiling which is about 10 feet above and they hang about two feet above the ground are they eel-sized tubes or no it's not quite the same shape okay hey next maybe want to throw a sling rock at these bad boys oh yeah Nix will check a sling rock. Hell yeah. Okay. You check a sling rock at them, there's no response. Dilly tries projecting just an image of himself as it go underneath the tubes, or rather through the tubes. It does not respond to the illusion. Wait, Dilly as a goat. Is that what you just said? No. Okay, because I thought you said Dilly is going to project an illusion of himself as a goat underneath the tubes. And I was just like, wait. What? I just had an image of goat yoga and the goat <laughs> above the person that they're standing. I'm being like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Dilly <laughs> <laughs> goat gruff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, you're off rails, but it's okay. What are you guys doing? We were curious about the NPCs that have been following us. <laughs> Why we didn't mm-hmm. put the one-armed man in the stasis spot? Yeah, he's still moaning, by the way, behind you guys, trying to keep him upright. Just background noise at this point, like, yeah, they're fine. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I mean, he can still walk, which is better than Race was in. Okay, I don't feel as bad. There's a lot of argument there. Oh, I was going to understanding Numenera the tubes. For Cha-Cha, that would be a nine. Nat 20. I almost. It is designed to give some sort of enhancement to a humanoid creature. It is apparently umbilical connection. Mm. (laughs) What would you propose as a major effect? Can I use that major effect to know what kind of enhancement? Yeah. It adds plus one to intellect edge. Fuck. For the next 20 days. (laughs) No, fuck it. It's permanent but there is a slight chance of it causing a mutation. No! Chacha's gonna hook herself up. No more mutations. Chacha hooked herself up. She just grabbed it and belly buttoned up. Okay, roll me 1d20. 
15. Okay. Cha-cha. You now have a permanent plus one to your intellect edge. Fuck yeah. <laughs> uh, Cha-cha, what was that? What'd you just do? Why? Uh, you it, good? Yeah. Cha-cha, you're feeling, like, highly caffeinated. Uh-oh. <laughs> you feel, like, totally energized. Like, before it got jittery, like, the height of caffeination. Oh, fuck. Just like that zen moment of yes. Yeah, like I can accomplish anything now. It is amazing. Everything's fine now, so this tube just make it makes you smarter. However, there's a chance you will get mutated. So umbilical up at your own risk. I'm not going to make anyone do it, but I am ready to solve some puzzles. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take that bet. Why not? Dilly Jackson. <laughs> no. Dilly Jackson. Okay. Dilly, roll me 1d20. This is going to be great. Uh, sorry. Give me something sorry, good. Not sorry. 16. Okay. Dilly, you have plus one to intellect edge. What's your intellect edge right now? Four. Me too. Yeah. We're so smart. And I haven't taken my plus one to an edge for this tier advancement. So I could do five in edge and just have two free levels of effort in intellect. Oh shit! <laughs> Lod looks at the port and says, "I'll I'll pass." Nobody's gonna make you keep going. Any obvious mutations? Nope. Yeah. The guy without half an arm, the guy with full arm, starts walking towards one of them, and Audrey calls out and says. <laughs> And he at, pulls out the cord and it attaches to him. There is a scream oh, God damn that it. erupts from him. And you notice at an angle, like nothing else in his body moves. So it's an awkward angle sticking out of the right side of his neck. It's a second head with similar features, but if they were interpreted via cancerous scripts. And both mouths open and scream in stereo as he falls to his knees. See what you two risked? Yeah, see? It's fair. Uh, hey. Oh, that was a Nick's. That was Stace talking. <laughs> I was just like, I don't want another character with a waddle or a third eye or permanent impairment to cognitive tasks. <laughs> that's just how she is as a person. Like, that's how she was made. Also, Dilly's been rolling pretty good on mutations so far, so mm-hmm. keep it going. Dilly's going to go over to Mykos. Mykos? What was his name? Mika. Mika. Hey, bud, you okay? Are you good? Do you breathe? Through either mouth, just breathe. Once again, he speaks in stereo, but, like, it's almost it's, it's not completely in sync. There's, like, almost an echo, and it says, My, my neck, neck hurts, hurts so much. much. I, yeah, I can feel, feel everything, everything, everything hurts. hurts. I'm right there with you, bud. On the plus side, you also have somebody watching your back. Uh, no, okay. Um, <laughs> just breathe deep. We'll get you out of here. <laughs> Gonna go uh, walk over and do a healing check. <laughs> yeah, healing check on Miku. Although now, every time I hear that name, I'm thinking Hatsune Miku. <laughs> yeah, it's Mika, by the okay. way. Okay, good. Um. So, this will be a healing roll of, for Cha-Cha, it would be a nine. Okay. Three. You have no idea what's happened. It's definitely a mutation, but you have no idea what the overall effect will be on his health. 
maybe this is one of those situations where you just walk it off. Like the more you use your muscles, the more, the less sore you'll be because then they won't freeze up. So just like, and she slaps them on the back a little, just walk it off. It'll be fine. All right. Try. What do you guys do? Anybody else want to hook up or do you guys just want to go up the stairs? Come on, Nix. Come Don't on. Don't you want that intellect edge? No. Nah. <laughs> Nix wants okay. around. After seeing someone grow a second head? No, chat, chat. I'm, I'm good with just yeah, uh, one head, you know. Fair. Yeah. But you could, like, double snake then. Be a caduceus. Ooh, like both sides. Yeah. No, chat. Why are you trying to... <laughs> All right, guys, let's go. Okay, 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 okay. As you guys are moving towards the stairs, next you see Vlad kind of maneuver himself in a way that he's near you, and he looks at you and nods with an approving gaze. <laughs> Don't do tubes, kids. <laughs> oh, that- and we didn't even, like, clean it up after, like, each one of us used it. We just, like, jacked one t- person to the tube and then the next one. Okay. Well, there were multiple tubes. It's self-cleaning tube. There were multiple tubes. I would say you guys haven't gotten through all the tubes. You weren't you weren't having to reuse the tubes. And that'd be more like weird, <laughs> wouldn't it? Like, but they were dripping with weird fluids when they disconnected, and you guys do have like a little bit of pain in your abdomen. It's like a belly button piercing. Everybody got one when they were like going through that phase, and they were like, "I'm a genie in a bottle," and it was fine. Can we get through these goddamn doors. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Okay, so you go up these stairs, and you find yourself in a chamber. There is one door across the way, but between you and that door, you see a crystal dome that stretches across the majority of the floor. The crystal dome stretches up to about four feet diameter, and as you guys walk in, you see odd reflections of yourselves, the dome. You don't see any of your companion, but you see yourselves. Dilly, you see a creature that is mostly made of synth, but you still recognize yourself. About two feet taller, with glowing red eyes, and surrounding its entire body is a halo or aurora of darkness. Chacha, you see a figure that you immediately, once again, recognize as yourself. The same sort of flamboyant cape and green romper, but eyes that look like voids that people can fall into. And your mouth is open and purple smoke, like the kind that extrudes from Bastion's eyes, escapes. Nyx, you see a figure standing there. You recognize it immediately as you. Two arms, but you can't see any legs. You can just see a scaled body stretching underneath like you're slithering along on a snake lower half and your entire body is scaled your fangs are even more prominent and surrounding your face is a cobra hood sick this is fucking spooky Vlad what are you seeing what I could be if I let myself go so like you lose your six pack (laughs) he looks at it sadly and says for starters Oh, like, this is a bad reflection, or this is a... Eh, it depends on how you take it, like, glass empty thing. I don't know what you're seeing, but this is a worse outcome for me, for sure. Yeah, mine's not a deal either. Yeah, I don't, uh... 
I don't really want mine either, but like, it's cool looking. Yeah. Mm. Keep going. Yeah. I mean, we should probably leave. All right. So as each one of you passes the dome, I need you to make a nine intellect defense roll. Not 20. Ooh, nice. Seven. I'm going to risk it with two levels of efforts. Race to a three. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Seven. Okay. So, Alex, you definitely resist the impulse of going over and touching this dome. Yes. There's a sort of beckoning reach from this other figure of yours. You manage to resist it. What would you like as a major effect? Is would you like a free level of effort and then you pass? Or is there a better major effect we can think of? I just think Samson's passing already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I'll take it. Okay, let's it's on do the that table. Then. Yeah. Yeah, because I can't think of anything else I'd want. Okay, so tell me how Cha-Cha with this realization stops Nyx from touching the dome. I think Cha-Cha's going to like, ooh, you know in the movie Hook, where like Robin Williams' character is doing like the training montage, mm-hmm. and they like grab him by the legs? That. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, so Nyx doesn't see it exactly, but Cha-Cha, you would see it because of what you're doing. You can still see... There's a moment where, as you're holding Nyx, you can see the other Nyx version of her, and you can see her like holding up a weapon and f- like an, almost like an energy gun and firing it in your guys' direction, but it doesn't pierce the orb and she disappears. Is everyone okay? Is this the good reason we put certain people in the stasis pod? Oh, God, I can't, I can't even imagine. Oh, yeah, that was close, Chacha. Like, thank you. Let's keep going. Blonde says, that's truly, oh, I don't know what you saw, but that it seemed like the worst version of me that could exist. I mean, smoke powers and void eyes seem pretty cool. That's what you're seeing? Yeah. That's discomforting. And he turns and begins walking towards the far door. How are three little baby NPCs? The three little baby NPCs walk around the orb looking very nervous. Audria starts reaching out her hand towards the orb, and you hear her say under her breath, She's so strong. I would say Cha-Cha, Dilly, and Nyx have time to react. Vlad is already on his way forward. Oh yeah, Nyx will stop her if she sees it. Mm-hmm. Dilly helps by throwing up an illusion that blocks direct view of the reflection. Just like a black sheet. Okay, so that would bring it down to a six for Nyx. Okay, got a nine. Okay, so you stop her from touching the edge of the storm. And you guys move to the stairs. And the stairs lead you up to a cave where you exit out and you're on the mountainside. The Black Riage. There is wind whipping all around you. It is freezing cold. There is snow everywhere you can see except this cave. And Adria, as she comes out, she falls to her knees and she's like, oh, thank God. We're finally free. What time of day is it? Yeah. It's daytime. It's hard to tell what time of daytime because there is the clouds are so dark. It's unclear to you. Like, it could be midday with very dark clouds. It could be dusk. Okay. It is very cold, though. Uh, should we uh, make camp in the cave and then, I guess, try to head back to town if, if this clears up? Or when this clears up? Yeah, can we uh, build a fire or something? I, uh... Oh, yeah, fire. Audria says, I'm not going back inside. And she just, like, starts moving forward, like, trying to find, like, some sort of, like, rock outcropping. And there is 
almost a blur of black and orange, and you see these great talons pierce her body and lift her off the ground, and you hear this loud cry, almost like a hawk, but amplified. It hurts all of your ears, and that's where we'll end this episode. Huh. What the fuck? Oh, yeah. fucking That's the one fuck. way to do it. Samson, something about this episode. Oh, my God. Very nervous about Hubert 2. But I did also like that, uh... I don't know why. Hubert 2 is adorable. You know exactly fucking why. It's comments like that, Daniel. Yeah. 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 Some playing the long game. That's also concerning. Jesus. That's not less concerning. I also like that, uh... Dilly and Aster kind of had a small moment of agreement. Mm. That I guess surprised them both. That was very interesting. Curious to see what that comes up. Also, plus one to Intellect Edge. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. And also, we got out of the dungeon, which is always nice. But then the giant birds. Mm-hmm. That's why we <laughs> That's why we have NPCs. <laughs> yeah. A lot of fun stuff in this one. What if the giant birds okay. take the stasis pod, thinking it's a giant golden egg? <laughs> <laughs> we have a segment that we do each week called Player Intrusions. That's where we offer you, the listener, an XP to check out something that we think you would really dig. This week, it is Stace's turn. Stace, what would you offer our listeners an XP to check out? Yeah, I'd offer our listeners an XP to check out The Thousand Names by Django Wexler. Mm. I don't know if any of you have read that. No. Okay, so it is the first book of a series, and it is a fantasy series, but it is set in like a Napoleonic period. And so it's like some flintlock fantasy, but... The story mostly follows several characters, but the main character is a soldier named Winter. She's disguised herself as a man, and she's in the army. My favorite part of the story is that, like, through her own cleverness and ability, she starts to get kind of promoted through the ranks. And, like, you see her turn into, like, a good leader with like very creative solutions to different problems. And it is a war story. There are a lot of battles and things like that. But there's also mysterious new commander who seems to be searching something out. There are like people who are not who they seem to be. There's very clever enemies in the desert. Just a really good book, especially if you like military fantasy, especially if you like flintlock fantasy, especially if you like strong women kicking ass. I cannot recommend it enough. Hmm. What's it called again? The Thousand Names by Django Wexler. Mm. Okay, cool. Yeah, and everything I mentioned is in the first book, and then the series continues on. Cool. So if people wanted to reach out to us to tell us what they think about Thousand Names or any other book in that series by Django Rexler. Wexler. Or about the podcast, how would they go about doing that, Samson? Well, we have a website from which you can access all of our social medias. That website is explorerswanted.fm. And our big socials are... At Explorers Wanted on Twitter. We are at Explorers Wanted Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. And if you want to come hang out with us on our Discord, you can get that at explorerswanted.fm slash Discord. We're pretty active there. Come hang out. Come say hello. Also, if you feel like we should have money for what we have put in your ears today, you can support us at patreon.com slash explorerswanted. If you subscribe at the $5 and above level, you get to read some character journals that come out every month. Give a little insight on ten dollar level for character. Ten dollar level. I meant ten dollars. Five dollars gets you any of our bonus RPG content. That too. Listen to the cat holes. To the cats. <laughs> the cat hole cut. <laughs> it's a curse now. I can't think about <laughs> cats without thinking about butthole cut. Yeah, I totally understand that. 
And honestly, if you can't support us through Patreon, we totally understand. The best thing that you could do for us at this point is to tell a friend and tell them why you like the show and why they should listen to it. The second best thing is to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. Those written reviews make such a huge difference for people checking out the show. And I know I sound like a broken record here, but it really is something that makes a big difference. And honestly, whenever we see one of those, it's a high that we ride for weeks. If you didn't like the show, or if you just thought it was meh, well, I'll tell you, when I was a kid, my biggest fear, once I grew out of the fear of the dark, was of being burned alive. I had spent too much time reading about the English witch trials, and had spent more time than I should vividly imagining myself in that situation. Even saying this now, I can taste the choking smoke and feel the burning against my legs and arms. I was sure, for some reason, that my eyes would pop, but I realize now that they would simply melt, and I'd probably be dead by then anyway. Later in life, my focus would shift to the unlikely scenario of being buried alive, which is all to say that sometimes you have to make your own fun. If you want to reach out to us individually on social media, you can. You can find me on Twitter at Anderlich, A-N-D-R-L-I-K. You can find me on Twitter at Stace Windu. We have different definitions of fun. I'm at Slam Potato. This was the silliest episode in a while. <laughs> you can find me at Realty Unicorn on Twitter and Tea with Unicorn on Twitch. Okay, that's it for us. Hope you enjoyed the show. We will be back next week as we will for every week in the foreseeable future. Have a good night, day, weekend, or whenever you're listening to this. And bye! bye. One of my pillows. <laughs> That's something I hadn't expected. And then silence. <laughs> there is no silence. Keep forgetting we have three uh, nameless NPCs that have been following us. I know. I was thinking about that oh earlier. God, I was I like, are they still there? Them. Like, we should have probably put the guy with the missing arm in there. Fuck.